Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you will not know which one is which. Here on the Sunday Card, Week 8, here on Sports Country Radio, Dan Zampano, Chris Raza, and the Prodigal Son returns. Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silbreth. Fellas, how we doing? Matty off of the bye this week. <laughs> coming coming off the bye, should come out red hot. My, my history of coming off a bye is great, like Andy Reid's. Um, and you just called me the Prodigal Son, so that makes oh, me the son... We already know Chris is the dad, even though I think he's the youngest out of all of us. So. I'll be the spirit. Okay, that, that, I think that makes perfect go. sense. Perfect. Uh, um, looking, at, I'm happy to be back, boys. I, I, I sent you. I, I think I wrote like the longest email explaining my picks. Like I don't write work emails that long, and I wrote out I wrote out a, an essay like that I haven't written out since college to, to you guys my picks last week. That was Matt's thesis nice. for week seven. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. Some good uh, reading material. It was mediocre, actually. It was two, two, and one. <laughs> two and one. Hey, you guys getting a little push. I mean, what a brutal loss with Cleveland. Huh? I mean, that's that's. Brutal. Anybody who had the hook, I was so actually generous that you guys, because when we recorded, it was still kind of around the three and a half, and I didn't even look at our, our our spreadsheet as far as what you had discussed on the show, and so I was very happy to hear when you guys said, oh, "Just make it three. and I was like, "Because oh, because anybody who had the hook on that. That's, oh my god! That's why I, I almost guilty. wasn't upset because one, we weren't covering unless we weren't going to get anything unless that touchdown happened, and so I'm like, all right, you know what? I would have loved to to get the win there, but I'll take the push because a push is a hundred times better than a loss. There you go, Chris. There you go, Chris. Chris, uh, me and you were proved right because I ended up being on the Steelers last week. Uh, we uh, the Titans are frauds. <laughs> by yeah, by the hair of our chinny chin chin. Uh, as we're sitting there comfortably after the first half, and then all of a sudden I'm watching Red Zone, and I'm like, all right, that tie, this is a touchdown. Like, all right, like, whatever. And then they keep scoring, and the Steelers keep getting stopped. And I'm like, but don't what happened? Don't, what happened? But then, but, Michael Lombardi said it on his podcast. He said, I don't trust Goskowski at the end of the game. And that's exactly what happened, Matt. Yeah, um, kickers cost me two wins last week and you wonder why they have banished them to the shadow realm in any fantasy league that i'm a part of because i don't want to see a kicker i don't want them anywhere near me if i see a kicker i'm gonna punch him in the face kickers are officially demogorgons to matthews they, they've been since 2018 there you go beautiful he's been he you heard it here first um okay last one before we get into it Seattle and Arizona. What on earth that game? I mean, that was the wildest game and probably the greatest play in like the history of the NFL, in my mind. DK Metcalf. I mean, that was a, a, a chase down. <laughs> but did you see his top speed? Was, it was like something like 20, 21 miles an hour. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, he was over a human. How does a human being run that fast? And I understand, you know, he didn't have the ball or anything, but I'm just, just in general, especially a guy of his size, like, he's a he's a big dude. And oh, he's yeah. hitting 22 miles an hour. And, and Buda Baker's probably just, you know, going. And he's like, yeah, I got an easy pick six. All of a sudden, DK Metcalf comes and drags him to the ground. And at the time, that was a huge play because obviously Arizona won. But that play essentially saved the game for Seattle for, you know, up until the very end. Yeah, when they didn't get the touchdown in the following drive and they were able to stop him, especially going for it on fourth down, it was like, this is a monster, monster-like game-changing play now, as if it wasn't impressive enough, just the speed. The, the, the Watching him, like, when he saw that it was picked and just, like, put his head down, yeah. it looked like he gained 20 yards in, like, three strides. It was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it, it, it just reminded me again that, that the Patriots drafted Nikhil Harry over that man. Mm, so awful. What has Nikhil Harry done? 
I don't, anything, I don't know. I don't really know, Chris. I think he's walking around aimlessly in Boston. Somewhere. And I thought this year was the year Nikhil Harry was really going to kind of come out of his shell and really, really you know, do something. And he, I, that's why I picked him up in fantasy, and he's done nothing. We don't talk about Nikhil Harry. Well, well, well. Let's just talk about the Patriots in a, as a whole, as a package, because I wasn't here to give you crap last week about the Broncos winning. I know. Um, so I was not there for that, which they Vic Fangio just field goals you guys to death. Just just absolutely field goals you to death. I'm screaming at the whole game, and then like the fourth quarter, I'm like, you know, I was like, yeah, Vic, keep keep kicking field goals. That'd be great. <laughs> and in the fourth quarter, it's like, yes, keep kicking field goals. McManus it's going to work. <laughs> McManus MVP. It was, yeah. It was rough. But last so, week, of course. So. Two, two straight home losses for the Patriots. Uncharted territory. Yeah. I, I, this year doesn't count. It's COVID. Oh, oh boy! Uh, yes. So there go the uh, ten and six. I think you had them at the beginning of the year. Ten and six Patriots. I had them eleven and five. Eleven and five. Okay, thank Still you for being doable. honest. Still doable. Okay. Uh, yeah, they don't have they don't have those losses yet. You're right. God, no, Cam, Cam Newton, after coming off that game against Seattle, was the greatest quarterback in the world. Everyone's talking about, oh, how did these other teams not sign him? And then he goes out and throws for less what less than hundred yards and three interceptions against San Francisco. That just shows how bad Seattle's defense truly is. Yes, and what next week we're going to talk about Super Bowl contenders, and I want you to give them to me because I think we might have some hot takes on this next week after everybody's at the halfway point. Let's, like get to the, let's get to this week. Week 8, two very historic underdogs this week. The New York Jets, our favorite team, uh, are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've been looking forward to this day, really. I mean, it, I was just wondering, where is the line going to be? Look ahead line last week was minus 22. I think we mentioned on the show, Chris. Um, this week it is 19 and a half down from 21 in the open. Uh, does any part of you, like, and I'm not asking you to pick the game or not, but does any part of you think that the Jets at any point cover in this game? I mean, they so, didn't give up a touchdown last week. So, so uh, back when, I think I mentioned this last week, back when the spread was that 22. Um, there was I saw a tweet I forget from who and it bounced around. I was like of those like five or six games that had you know the biggest spreads over the last couple of years, the only team that actually covered uh, was the the, Cow- the Cowboys at last last year when they beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, every other team that was the underdog covered. I don't believe they won, but they covered. Uh, but I think this Jets team is just is just historically bad and i think they more just kind of expose the bills more than more than the jets actually playing well uh i would not touch this game just because it's a huge spread i I, i'll be honest i did almost think about taking kansas city but i said chris no you've you've run into this problem before um (laughs) but yeah i just uh, i i i mean money on you know you put money on the table i would assume that this is going to be like a 31 to 10 kind of game but even then when you talk about the spread that's still kind of cutting it close you know you throw another field goal in there all of a sudden it's a different story um i would just advise you know stay away from this game i wouldn't even tease it i just wouldn't even i just just, i just wouldn't touch it and just uh hopefully just you you kick yourself for not taking it instead of getting screwed the other way around you won't kick yourself for not taking a 19 and a half point spread trust me it'll be okay you'll find another one yes uh matt i assume you're on the same boat here with us stay away yeah it's just gross like i mean if if the chiefs if the chiefs are gonna really just like be smart if they if they let patrick mahomes throw basically the whole time because again like What's the Jets secondary going to do? Like their run defense, yeah. Like they've got, you know, they they can usually piece together a decent run defense year in and year out. So like if they just kind of, you know, start to wind wind down in the second half, I could easily see the Jets sneaking back in. That is if they can move the ball on offense. Um, but if Patrick Mahomes is on the field for four quarters, which I think he'll be out of there by the 
by by no, he won't be in the fourth quarter at all. Um, then they the Jets have a chance. Uh, the the Jets won't cover if if he's in there the whole game. But if he's out, eh, who knows? But uh, yeah, I agree. It's it's just too spicy to touch. Can can you imagine if the Jets are in the game in the fourth quarter? Like I mean. Can no, 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 not in the game, covering the, like, in, in the spread conversation. In the spread conversation. It's must-watch TV at that point. I mean, it's must-watch TV if the Jets can even cover. But I'm just, I'm thinking about just how crazy it would be if, if that, I want, what's the money line on this? Game? That, that is, that is like the epitome of gambling is when you've got a group, uh, like a bar full of guys watching the Chiefs up um, <laughs> like 36 to 10 and the Jets have the ball with four minutes left okay. and guys are just oh. screaming, just screaming for a touchdown. Come on, Brashad <laughs> Perry, let's go. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone's like, they're losing by 27. What are Don't you rooting it. for? Nobody gets it. It's like, shut up. You know, you get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. The other big historic underdog before we get to the picks are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are three and a half point dogs to the Ravens. I'm not asking to make the pick. If you have it, fine. But, like, I'm not asking to make the pick yet. But the last time this happened was the 2015 Denver Broncos with the last 6-0 team to be an underdog in a game. They ended up winning uh, against Green Bay, who was also 6-0 at the time. This has actually happened in the last, I believe it's the last 14 years. This has happened four times. Uh, I went back and did my own research on this. Um, 2012, the Falcons were... a uh, underdogs they also beat the eagles 2009 the the vikings were six and zero underdogs at pittsburgh they were the only team that lost and the 2006 colts were uh were underdogs against denver and they ended up winning so the last two afc teams to be six and zero teams and to be underdogs as a six and zero team both went on to win the super bowl the 2006 colts and the 2015 denver broncos interestingly enough do we have a read on this game so uh, I just want to. I do want to point out uh, in the Jets Kansas City game uh, on Action Network, the money line for the Jets is plus thirteen hundred, minus oh, two thousand for Kansas City. Just in oh, case you maybe if you want to lay the 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 twenty the two thousand there on on the Kansas City, um, Matt, I'll, I'll let I'll let you take over for this this Ravens uh, Ravens Steelers game. Uh, I mean, especially this. Too, what I think goes into a factor with this is the, the Ravens coming off a bye, right? I mean, you got John Harbaugh coming off a bye, Lamar Jackson, and if we're being honest, I mean Pittsburgh six and zero, but I mean they're not world beaters. They're not. People probably felt better about the Packers, you know, in the recent weeks. I've, you know, they got one loss to Tampa Bay. You'd still probably take the Packers over them. I think there's a lot of teams that, that people would take over the Steelers, even though they're still undefeated, just because. I mean, they've been ugly. Like we were just talking about last week, they almost let Tannehill right back in. They were a field goal away from 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 losing that game. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from talking too much about this right now because I will admit I do have a pick in this game and I don't want to give away my notes. Um, it looks like we're having uh, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, okay, can you okay. hear me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I did have just a couple of things to say. I also have a pick in this game. I'm not gonna give it away. But yeah, we'll say it. I. Okay, good. So everybody's got a pick in this. Game. So um, why don't we just get to it? Yeah, we might as well at this point, you know, because guess what? The the Monday night game is up in the air with Bucks and Giants. We'll probably give a little bit of a read if it happens at the end of the show. So what the heck? Let's just get to this game, shall we? Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, the line is three and a half. We're calling an audible uh, before we do the Sunday night game. Opened at five and a half. Over under forty six and a half points. Baltimore off the bye, as Matt said. Pittsburgh undefeated. 
everything kind of leans in the direction of that 6-0 and underdog. Three of the last four have won outright. What say you guys? I mean, this is a fun little one, I think. Let's start with Matt. I, I mean, I'm, I'm on Baltimore. This is – I don't know how – and I'm looking at the bet percentages on, on, on Action Network. Um, they've got 63% of the bets on Pittsburgh, 78% of the money. So their people are just coming in heavy on them. That's why that line, you know, obviously that's when it was up at five and a half. And so, uh, and this has gotten teased through. They've got like, they, they've got actually a great feature on there. Just a free plug for these guys that they, they, they put their numbers up as far as what they're projecting the line to be. They have it at 4.8. So mm-hmm. as far as the Ravens laying four four eight, so get so only laying three and a half, you're getting some serious value. I think you couldn't get a better buy low spot on the Ravens. People have just like given up on the Ravens, I guess. Like very good. I think John Harbaugh has been studying this team a, a lot. And there's um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a big game where they miss um they miss Bush uh, for the Steelers. I think mm-hmm. missing Bush in this game is going to be massive for them because the Ravens are going to run the ball right down their throat and I think that they're going to have a perfect scheme to slow down the Steelers rush like I think Tennessee was able to in the second half last week like I said some some quick passes some short passes and then running Derrick Henry I think that the Ravens have the same kind of recipe for success and I think that they're going to be able to do a lot better job on defense than Tennessee was against against Pittsburgh Big Ben hasn't looked very good I think going into these corners he's going to have multiple picks this game yeah yeah I I agree with you I think I think that the um the thing about Pittsburgh and the thing I took away from that game is that Big Ben takes too many chances. I mean, he took way too many chances in that game. He had three interceptions, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yep. So, and really could have had more shuffle passes, trying to dump it off to Connor and places he didn't need to. I mean, it was really kind of weird and bizarre how Pittsburgh was up so well because they just held on to the ball. That's that's basically what. Uh, I'll make my pick, I guess. I'm also on Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm also on Baltimore, uh, minus three and a half. Uh, I just like this spot off the bye. Again, like you said, I think Bush is a big deal. That is a big deal. He is fast and quick and gets to the hole. And their other linebacker, Malone, who got wrecked by Henry on that one play, mm-hmm. I mean, or wrecked Henry, rather, yeah, I think he must have broke his collarbone or something. I don't even know if he's playing. So they might be down to their third-string linebacker if, if we'll have to see what happens with the injury report. But, man, like, that's hard. And I just think Pittsburgh's exhausted. I think that game just took so much out of them. Them, you could see it in the second half. They were gassed. Baltimore's going to be fresh. I agree with the short passing and, and the the dynamic of Lamar having to deal with that as well is just going to put so much pressure on them. It's going to be exhausting for them to hold on. I think this is probably a like a 23-21 game late, and and Pittsburgh needs to make a stop, uh, and Baltimore gets a touchdown maybe late in 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 the red zone or something like that. Plus, you're not dealing with a crap kicker like Askowski. You're dealing with Tucker if they do need a 55-yarder. So I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half here. Chris? Yeah, I'm just going to follow suit with you guys. I, I, you know, I think that, again, that coming off a bye part is huge. Uh, when you look at John Harbaugh coming off a bye, he's nine and three. Uh, also, you, you guys are going to bring up, this is the Steelers' second road game in a row as well. Um, so they haven't had a chance to kind of just stay at home. Uh, and I've noticed over the last few weeks the the Steelers uh, secondary uh, has really been exposed by some of these teams' top wide receivers. You know, case in point, AJ Brown last week, 153 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, I also wrote down again losing Devin Bush is huge, and the Ravens uh, can really match the Steelers defensively as their third and run defense and seventh and pass. Um, so I think this is going to be a nitty gritty game for the beginning, and then the Ravens offense just takes over, uh, kind of in the second half as well. So it looks like, uh, plus it's Halloween, Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. Oh, oh, oh well, I mean, <laughs> what was any of that other research for? Why did we even 
speak numbers and other things like numbers and names. Who cares? Edgar Allan Poe Halloween. I love it. Spooky language. Spooky language coming out of Chris right now. Um, Let's go to the Sunday night game and just get it over with. Because it's like going to be ripping off a Band-Aid. Eagles and the Cowboys. Good night. I mean, just a horrible... Uh, fun little matchup, though. Carson Wentz, North Dakota State versus uh, JMU's Ben DiNucci. Huge Division One double-A matchup of the quarterbacks right here. Um, let's start with Chris on this one. Chris, the Eagles are nine. Count them, nine. I don't remember the last time the Eagles were nine-point favorites against anybody. But the over-under is 43. Um, Eagles, again, nine-point favorites against the third-string Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Do we have Ben DiNucci on the board? Uh, you know, I can't say I, I can put a lot of faith behind the pride of James Madison University there and Ben DiNucci. Um, I really don't like touching either side of this, whether it's the Eagles or the Cowboys. Uh, one, you know, because, again, it's a divisional matchup. And it's, a, you know, two bad teams, so it could be close. But what I I, I guess like the most of, of, of anything in this game uh, is the under the 43 and a half. Uh, both teams are not good, uh, and I just don't see the Cowboys really putting up many points, and the Eagles really aren't a powerhouse themselves on offense. Plus, Sunday night in Philadelphia, you'll have some rain showers with winds from 10 to 20 miles an hour. Uh, so a little bit of weather going on, a little chilly, about 37 degrees Sunday night in Philadelphia. Uh, she'll be able to kind of just gross out. Um, so uh, give me the under 43 and a half, but I just I hate this game. Matt? Why? I mean, why have we not flexed the Steelers-Baltimore game to Sunday yeah. night instead of this heap of trash? Like, I, I that that drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah, NFL scheduling problems continue. Um, but as you said, Chris or or Dan might have said it, the Eagles shouldn't be nine point favorites against anybody. I understand that Dallas Cowboys are the talk of the town and how horrible they are, and that they are zero and seven against the spread. And they're just a brutal, brutal team that should be 0-7 or as, as a record, honestly. Um, but they are the first 0-7 team against the spread since the 2003 Dolphins. It's been a long time. I got to take the Cowboys. I don't understand. Uh, how, how do you How do you think you're, like, you're going to take Ben DiNucci? Like, you're going to take Carson Wentz, who is like got the worst numbers out of any quarterback that started every game this year? Like, he's absolute dog trash, that guy. He can't play at all. The Cowboys offensive line, they're at least getting Zach Martin back. Um, I believe they're supposed to be getting um, Tooney back as well, hopefully. Um, I, I like to think that they can – if Zeke can, can you know, put the popcorn and the butterfingers down for, like, one game and, like, hold on to the ball, like, maybe he can have a decent game this year. Um, but I think that they'll have some – hopefully some safe stuff for Ben DiNucci. Um, the Cowboys are actually, like, kind of – they're, they're clearing house a little bit as far as, like, they, they have said, like, reports this week, like, they're going to start letting go. Like, I think, the, you know, the fire is kind of finally under their ass. So I think you're going to have some motivated players on the defensive side and the offensive side um, for the Cowboys. And I hope that they can just – it's not going to take much to beat the Eagles. It's not going to take much to stay within nine points of the Eagles. So I'll give me to Ben DiNucci. But it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna take much to score on the Cowboys when you're trading away Evan Everson Griffin this week. You're trading away possibly Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley this week. I mean, the Eagles, for as bad as they have been, Carson Wentz, you cannot say that Carson Wentz hasn't tried to hold that team together with nothing on it. I mean, he's backdooring the Ravens late in that game. Winning that game against the Giants in huge fashion. Of course, the Giants fumble on themselves, but the Cowboys are a stupid team too. And Washington last week, I mean, Washington generally is the same thing as Philadelphia. They just don't have as good a quarterback as Philadelphia. I mean, Wentz is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. I mean, let's be real here. 
Uh, Philadelphia getting Jalen Rager back. I, I just think that this is a tempt line to try to get you to take the Cowboys, especially when it was at seven and a half. And I and I think the the sharps got sharps did not fall for it clearly, and they bet it up to nine, and now it's up to nine. And you know what? I, I just think that with Danucci back there, it, it's they're not going to be able to push the ball down the field. Like I just don't think that they're going to score. You're talking about weather. I hate the low total taking the favorite, but. I just I can't back Ben Danucci, and I love Carson Wentz too much. I think he's better than people are giving him crap for. I mean, I think it's really been the Eagles scheming-wise and the coaching that's been the issue here. Uh, this is a get-right game for them. They're off of rest. They've got 10 days rest, too. I mean, I think the Eagles find a way to get this one done, win by 10, and get the heck out of there. I mean, I just don't think the, I don't think the Cowboys have it in them to, to go up to Philadelphia and perform at all. So I, I see this game like a... 21 to 9 kind of really gross rainy game Philadelphia. I I just think if you're getting rid of some of those guys in the defense that clearly haven't been getting the job done, you get some guys in there that need contracts and need to they're finally getting a spot to start and something like that and, and so maybe you get a little more effort out of them cuz that's that feels like what's been the biggest problem for me is mostly is just just the effort. The effort's there, but the problem is you, you eventually you lose out to talent and you lose out to coaching. I mean, Jim Schwartz is going to run circles around this kid. I mean, it, it, circles. The one thing the Eagles do well is the is the offensive line. I mean, or the defensive line rather. I mean, they get after it on the defensive line. So you know, I, I got to take the Eagles there. Um, we'll let, let's go to the number four. Technically, uh, technically we're number three now because we took the Ravens. So let's go number three. Number three pick of the week. Let's start with Chris. Number three pick of the week. I it's all right. Uh, I'm 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 going to the woodshed here with the Colts minus two and a half at the Lions. The Lions looked impressive yeah. last week, I know, but they're playing an absolutely horrific Jacksonville Jaguars team that got a fluke win against these Colts in Week One. Uh, and this is basically just based on the Colts coming off of a bye. They're fourth in DVOA uh, overall and third in defensive DOA, DVOA, and they've just been shooting themselves in the foot in these games way too many times. So I think that bye week is going to help Phillip Rivers kind of get himself together uh, and that they'll be able to pull off, you know, a, a three-point win against, you know, a very lowly Lions team that has just been – had such a knack for just being terrible and getting leads and then absolutely blowing them in the second half. Uh, so give me the Colts uh, minus two and a half uh, just with a good defensive performance against the Lions. Love it. Love it, Chris. We'll put you down for it. Matthew Silbreth. Oh, Chris, you're going to hate my pick here. Um, Is it the Lions plus I'm, two and a half? I'm breaking. No, no. Oh. I'm, I'm breaking a rule. I'm breaking one of the rules. Uh -oh. I'm, breaking the rule. I'm breaking rule 12. Oh, um, oh boy. <laughs> we are breaking rule 12 here. Uh, we are going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus, actually, as I look Thanks. at the – and now I'm going to say, you guys don't want to give me that seven that I took it at, do you? Um, I'm looking at the live what we could see right now, and right now it's it, at six. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that as much. <laughs> uh, we, have a, we have a tilt, a live tilt on live terrestrial radio. Well, I have seven. Ah, screwed. I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with the whatever for the show purposes. We'll stick with the Vikings. But for the record, it was seven. Um, I, I just think again. I think divisional divisional game here. Um, also, Vikings coming off a bye. Had got rested, got healthy. Um, I, I just think Coach Zimmer is going to finally have like this defense again. Weeks one and two and, and three, really bad. It was horrible. They had lost everybody there, but then they have been playing a lot better defensively the past few weeks. You know, they they had put a good performance up against Seattle. Um, 
And I just think that now after a bye week, um, they should be game planning for Aaron Rodgers. Again, somebody, just a super familiar opponent. Like Zimmer knows what to expect out of him. Uh, I know that Green Bay is moving the ball like crazy, but their defense isn't that good either. And I think that I think that Minnesota is going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to run the rock. We're seeing some some wind projections out there in in Wisconsin. Um, it, you know, it's going to be windy, rainy. It's going to be more prone to for the run offense. Um, and I think that Minnesota is going to be able to dominate time of possession so that they can have fresher defense out there and hopefully you know be able to contain Devontae Adams, which. Uh, they, they were not able to last week. So um, give me the Vikings plus six. <laughs> All right. Vikings call Aaron Rodgers. Let him know yeah. that Matt has bet against him. Yeah, once again. The discount double check is coming your way, sir. Um, I hate this game. I don't want to pick this game, but I feel like it's time to pick this team because I, I've stayed away from this team all year, and now I'm going to get on them. And I, I, I feel like Matt right now. I feel like Matt. I'm just going to get on him. I'm going to ride the Chicago Bears at home mm. against the Saints. I think the Bears at plus four and a half, yes, they put up a stinker against the Rams, but the Rams do have a really, really good passing defense. They just couldn't finish drives in the red zone. Foles just really uh, had an interception there at the fourth quarter. He got sacked on fourth down. I mean, I think the Rams – are legit defense. New Orleans still has not convinced me that they're ready to go on the road, beat a team. We remember this game from last year. Actually, Teddy Bridgewater started this game last year and uh, and played really well. Let's be honest. I think I, right now Teddy Bridgewater is playing better than Drew Brees. And clearly Mitchell Trubisky is not there for Chicago, and Nick Foles is way better than that. The quarterback play is he? Chicago. Yeah, well, let's just be honest. Um, the quarterback play will be better for, for Chicago. Uh, I just think that now this line has gotten all the way up to four and a half. I just kind of like that extra little something. The bets, 54% of the bets on New Orleans, 52% of the bets on Chicago. It's a split decision. I think the Bears just have enough to, to stay in the game. I don't know if they win, but I, I just got a good feeling about Chicago this weekend. So now, now this is I was I was talking to Chris about this before the show, and I feel like I said I if I've had one thing this year, I felt like I I don't know why I've had my pulse on the Bears. Like I said, like the first time when I I was saying it on the show, I go, "It's time to get off the Bears," but I took them against the Colts anyway. I was right; it was time to get off the Bears. It's time to get off the Bears last week. I faded them and went with the Rams. Yeah, and I I was ready to take the Bears this week, but Allen Robinson is in concussion protocol. And I don't think he's going to be ready. That was a Monday night game. I don't think he's going to be ready to play. And the Bears' offense without Allen Robinson is I, – I can't imagine how bad that looks. Like, David Montgomery runs two yards and then runs straight into the closest defender that he can find. He's horrible. He's horrible. And Nick Foles just likes throwing the ball 50 yards just to throw it 50 yards. That's all he does. So he missed Mooney on every single one of those throws last week, like by, by a mile. So I just – if Allen Robinson was playing, I'd be with you on this one. But the deciding factor for me, because there is bear weather. There's bear weather coming. I love that. Um, and that's what I thought about too. This, you know, that New Orleans team going up to play in a cold, rainy, you know, windy spot. Like that's not great. But I, I think that Camara is going to be able to get on this. I mean, I don't know what, what's the total in this game because you, should, I, I would smash you under this game. Yeah. Okay. That's real tight. Though it's starting twenty-one, twenty-one mile per hour winds for Will Lutz. So to go kick I, him. I, I still kind of like the under, though. I, I really think that both – I think both teams are going to have a hard time moving the ball. I think both are going to have an absolutely hard time moving the ball. Which is why if, if it's that low total, 
I'm comfortable with the Bears plus four and a half. Now it makes me feel a lot better about it. Thank you, Matt. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, talk, talk through it. We just talked through it. <laughs> there you go. Talk therapy. That's what we do here. Uh, pick number two, Matt, let's start with you. I'm shooting from the hip here, boys. I don't know. I, 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 I have so many games that I, that I like semi like, and I'm going to, I'm going to walk into this torture chamber that I walk into every single week for the past two weeks. Oh. And I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And I can't pick a Titans game right to save my life. I'm going against Joey Covers in the, in, in the, the Bengals. But it's, it's Titans minus five and a half. I mean, they should have won that game last week. I understand. So kicking. Yeah, we still, gotta, we still have a Gitskowski problem. I understand that. I, I've accepted that. The, the first, first you know, sign is, is admitting it. But uh, how is this Bengals team, who they're selling off the ship on their defense? Dunlap's gone. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think Atkins is going to – he'll probably just sit out again or whatever. He's, he's, they're saving him so he doesn't get hurt so they can trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost – their two best offensive linemen are, are borderline not going to play. So I know this Tennessee defense isn't good, but I think Vrabel, after that, after that loss last week, is finally going to – is really going to be able to like tune up the band here – Get him going. Get him to play some defense. They could still get some stops, and I think that they're going to put pressure on Burrow and hopefully get him to make some mistakes. Like, there's still the one in five Bengals, and getting this at just under six, um, you know, just under a key number. I, I got to take Tennessee here. I, I think that they're going to be. You know, I think AJ Brown. I think John o. Smith. I think Derrick Henry. I think everybody's going to have a big game here. So give me the Titans minus five and a half, and hopefully, I could be on the right side of the Titans for once. Maddie walking into the hornet's nest. I love it once again. Uh, Chris, give me a scarier pick than that. Well, we're going back. It's to Halloween Chicago. after all. Yeah. We're going back to Chicago. We're going back to Soldier Field. And we're taking the under 43 and a half. Based on the fact the I, it's the under the weather pick. It's supposed there to be a high of 39. Wind gusts over 20 miles an hour. It's just going to be crappy weather out there in Chicago on Sunday. So Drew Brees... The stats of him, uh, you know, playing outside are a little overblown, but I do not trust him in this situation with the weather that's going out against the defense that Chicago has. And Matt made another great point. Al Robinson might not be playing. He's got a good chance of not be playing, and that hurts that Bears offense. I just don't like any points to be scored in this game. Give me like a 17-7 to Saints win. Uh, so give me that under 43 and a half. Just the Bears offense sucks. I don't trust the Saints offense in this kind of weather against this kind of defense. And I said the Saints defense has been okay at times. Um, it's going to be under 43 and a half. I think, I think that the game there is, is all about the line play. Because the Saints actually have a really good offensive line with the DVOA. But I, I just think the Bears can hold them together. I think that's going to be a slob. I agree with it. It's going to be like a, a 20, to, 20 to 17 game. I love that. I love that. Uh, number two for me. Um, number two. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I don't want to pick this team, but I just got a good feeling about this team. At home, off of a bye, number two is to what time? I'm taking the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half at home against the Rams on a short week. Rams going down to Miami, 83 degrees. The last couple of weeks, the Rams have played climate controlled, as they say. Uh, playing San Francisco up in San Francisco, 70-degree night game. Uh, playing in their own stadium with the with the uh, with the with the with the roof closed. Washington in a messy, gross game in in the rain in Washington. 
you know, I think this is the time where now they go down to Miami. Miami's fully fresh, fully reasonable. And who was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots when they took on the Rams in the Super Bowl? That would be Mr. Brian Flores. And I think that he schemed something up this week for, for Goff and company. The Rams are high after that win, but their offense still did not look great. I think their defense put them in much better positions for them to operate uh, against the Bears. And I, and I think that you got a couple of those Patriots players from years ago, too, on that team. By the way, Xavier Howard, number one corner this year in terms of games in which he allowed zero yards receiving on him in coverage. So he's got three games like that. Uh, as bad as the Dolphins' passing defense has been, that's been a kind of a bright spot for them. And, and it's going to be schematic, and I think Flores has something cooking for him. The one thing that draws me back is Tua Tagovailoa. What are we going to get out of him? What are we going to get at him? Is it the right time? I think it is. I'm going to bet on it. I'm going to bet on it. it's lefty. I didn't like them pulling Fitzpatrick that early, but now that I think about it, it's like the perfect time. Get him two weeks to prepare for this defense with Aaron Donald coming in and all the rest. Give me Tua, plus three and a half, and the new era in Miami. I, hey, I love it. Tua time. Coming off, coming off a bye. Week it's to get scary. ready. It's it's scary. It's Loch Ness monster type of stuff going on down there. But you guys like, are just loving walking on walking on hot coals here with these picks. I am. It's I, Halloween. I, we gotta get scary. We gotta get nuts. Well, well, can I give you a scary number one? Do it. What's the scariest team in the league? The New York scary. Jets. Like that's gonna scare you. Like like their their team their logo might scare you. Raiders! It's Halloween weekend. You gotta pick the Raiders, baby. Plus two and a half in Cleveland. I'm taking Chris. They're gonna win this game outright. Cleveland, no Odell Beckham Jr. The Raiders had no offensive line last week, and they were hanging with the Bucks. They're gonna get right this week. They're way better offense than people give them credit for. Their defense not that great. I get it. Like they give up a lot of big plays. But without Odell Beckham in there now, that's really going to be a problem with Cleveland. And Baker, if, if he wasn't as bad, if he wasn't as inconsistent as he was, I think that's going to be a major issue. They got to defend the run. That's no question. But Cleveland is not a team that has a lot of explosive plays. So I think the Raiders are a team that can do that. Aguilar rugs the whole nine yards with the speed, the speed, the speed. I love the Raiders. They're my number one pick this week. Go Raiders, go! Just win, baby. Plus two and a half. Dan, you, you, oh here, oh, oh, oh boy, oh. Dan, I'm doing something I never do. Oh boy, I'm scared. I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, baby, I'm the, Raiders. the Raiders. I love it. And I hate how how confident I am about this game. But I, you know, I'm as a friend of the show, my dad. Uh, we were talking last week. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking. We were both confident. I'm like, we could beat the Browns. Like, they're the Browns are going to be that team. Like, they're going to beat bad teams. But even last week, like, if they didn't have the greatest second half performance by Baker Mayfield ever, they were going to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. They looked horrific for like seventy percent of that entire game. Uh, and like I said, the Raiders really hung around with the Bucks last week. And if they stop them on that third and thirteen, who knows what happens? Uh, it's just after that, the wheels kind of came off. But they hung around against that really good Bucks defense for most of that game. Uh, like I said, the Browns' defense struggled against the Bengals, and I'm not buying this bull crap that, that the Cleveland offense is better without OBJ, as some people are trying to say. Uh, also, just a fun little tidbit, road dogs of six or fewer, 
27 and 12 on the year so far. So give me the Raiders two and a half, plus two and a half. Give me the Raiders to win outright. They'll get the Raiders money line. I think it was at plus, I think it was like 120 or something like that. Um, so that's also my number one pick of the week. And because I never picked the Raiders, they're probably going to lose. But I, I'm really quite confident that that they've got a good chance. And and they, it could get a little ugly. If if the Raiders open up scoring early, I mean they, they could they could really put the Browns down early. Uh, so give me the Raiders. I don't think either of these two quarterbacks play very well because of the wind factor. It's going to be 30 mile an hour winds, yeah. you know. So I mean that's going to be an issue. But talk about the two teams in the league that have the best fans and the scariest masks and like all these things. You're going to have the dog pound versus the black hole. I mean that's fantastic stuff. Matt, I'm ready. Number one. It doesn't, doesn't look like a number one. Uh, it doesn't look like a number one. It doesn't feel like a number one. But they're number one in my heart, okay? All right, baby. We are going to take the Denver Broncos okay. plus three against the Los Angeles Chargers. So we got Justin Herbert, big week, big time week, first win uh, against. But again, who did they beat? Who you mentioned was a stinky, stinky team. The Jaguars. Yep. They got their first win against the horrible Jaguars, who everybody's beating up. Who actually, I saw the news today that Gardner Minshew has been playing with multiple fractures in his throwing hand, in his thumb. So that might be a problem. That might be why you're not playing so well, Gardner. Uh, you're not going to do very well with that. But I just think that, you know, rookie, rookie QB, I mean, Herbert, he's fun to watch. He's great. But I feel like most of his success comes off the deep ball. And that's something that Vic Fangio does very well is keep everything underneath. And they've been playing really, really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been playing awesome defense. So I think that they're going to do a good job being able to keep it underneath. The run defense has been good. And the Chargers have not been able to run the ball since they lost Eckler. Um, Kelly and Justin Jackson are just not really moving the ball the same way. And I know I'm talking about the defense because I don't want to talk about Drew Locke because boy, oh boy, does this guy look bad. He <laughs> looks bad. But... Melvin, I, I, I'm just hoping that you know the running game. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon's back, right? Did he play last week? Honestly, I don't know. They're a dumpster fire. I could barely keep track with this team, but I just think it's a, it's an ultimate buy low spot on the Broncos. Um, and if if you did, I, I'm actually fading. Um, this is another thing that I'm doing. I'm fading all of the teams at the top of the against the spread um, chart. I believe. Let's see. I think that all the teams that I picked are five and one. So uh, the Chargers five one against the spread. Pittsburgh five and one against the spread, and Green Bay five and one against the spread. So I'm looking for a little bit of return to the mean for all of those teams. I think if I take all of them, there's a good chance that some of them. So that's what I'm doing here this week, and I'm taking the Broncos plus three in Mile High. Hey, yeah, in Mile High, where the Chargers go, and listen, you want to talk about a a place that uh, that a team from the from the West that's used to that nice sunny LA weather doesn't want to go. It's been uh, snowy recently denver colorado so that's that's a fun little game i was very close to taking denver i wish it was a three and a half i might have been more considerate of that but I, i'm waiting I'm, i haven't took taken that one yet like I, again i locked in the vikings and stuff like that but i, I and i haven't locked in the ravens because i'm hoping to get to a three but i think you're going to see three and a half for the broncos and just you smash it yeah absolutely i love that I, I like the broncos a lot too this week um let's get to the specials shall we do we have specials on the board here Oh, we'll special. start with we'll start with Super Chris's super 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 this week. We of course have the Raiders in there at plus twelve. Of course, and a half because, how could you not? Because if they lose, they could just break my heart three times potentially in this game. <laughs> uh, but and then and then on top of that, I don't like 
Matt's pick of the Vikings because we got the Packers plus three. Boo! <laughs> but hey, we can still both hit. Uh, and then I've got the Titans plus four and a half against the Bengals. Just two teams that I just think will downright win. And then the Raiders, I think they're going to win that game anyway. Plus, you get that extra 10 points in there just to kind of get that cushion. So give me the Raiders plus 12 and a half, Titans four and a half, and the Packers three. Um, I don't trust the Vikings, and I sure as hell don't trust the Bengals. Um, I think the Titans, if they can just get an early lead, they can just run Derrick Henry all they want. Uh, and they also lost Cliff Averill this week with the Bengals as he was traded away to, I believe, Seattle. Um, so that's that's Carlos that's Dunlap. the super of the week. We're back. We're Carlos Dunlap. There we go. Uh, so we are back on the winning ways. We hit our we hit our super last week. So it's, yes. it's, we're trying to trying to get two in a row now. Dan, have you used the Chiefs yet? Nope. And that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's one a week to choose the Chiefs. There's, there's no reason. Danny Survivor. I mean, just don't be an idiot. Take, take the Chiefs. Again, but like what I'm saying is we got knocked out of our survival pool two weeks ago taking the Pats over the Broncos. But we, again, like I said, like doesn't matter on this show. I just got knocked out of my real survival pool. Um, but I would take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'd take the Chiefs. Take Chiefs. Take Chiefs. Three in a row. Okay. This is the one that we all wait for, you know. Last week. Close barely again. Got, barely got Detroit. Barely got Detroit. But Denver, just an egg. I mean, just – it was a long shot. Though. But we, we – yeah, well, that was a long shot, and I'm so mad because I want to take – I really want to take San Fran. And, I mean, just – I mean, you talk about landing egg. Go but, ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, and, but I'm saying the week before with, with Rivera, you never got to talk about it with the Reds – with the, excuse me, football team. So uh, that was – that was brutal. Again, just so brutal. But, but I'm trying to think. I think I've gone – I think every week I've gotten one dog. That's what's so hard. Right? I don't think I've gone like 0-2 out of the two teams. It's just – frustrating yeah and and the two weeks prior to last week just inches away so um what the heck do you have on halloween week i i can't even imagine what you have here on halloween weekend well we like the raiders as money line dogs big time money line dogs i didn't i didn't get to say it chris said it before the show i mean football guy john gruden we're practicing with wet balls in Las Vegas. We're practicing with – we're dunking the ball in the bucket, tossing it to Derek Carr. Nothing more I love to hear than that. Like, he's ready to throw a wet ball. Um, and then, I don't know. You know what? I got a little bit of a choose-your-own-adventure here. Okay. I'm going to give out two options, and they're pretty similar, and they're pretty close. Okay. You can either take my Broncos, which I like. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I, that's, that's a game to me. Like, they're not going to cover that spread. Like, they're going to win it outright. That's, right. you know, that, you know, that's one of those things for me. And then – if you're just a big Tua guy like Dan, yes, you take the Dolphins. Yes. So for the show purposes, I will say the Broncos. I will take my Broncos, which will cash you a plus four thirty nine ticket. So plus four thirty nine on that money line parlay. And I believe the Dolphins were a, a tiny bit more. It was about plus uh, four eighty, plus four eighty, I believe, for the Dolphins one. So um, I, I really like that too, and I but I just you know I'm sitting here talking myself through yeah, Drew Lock maybe come back you know come back the second half of the year kind of thing. I like see going back to back weeks, going back to the woodshed Broncos at home again, and then having the Raiders as well. It's a AFC West. It's a Maddie's team, Chris's team. That's the only way we can get through this and get this done is together, guys. That's the only way we can do it. I, I need I need your help, Chris. <laughs> Listen, I'm I, if the Raiders lose on Sunday, I'm. You will see a mushroom cloud over Ansonia. <laughs> and thus begins the month of November, folks. Um, yes. Let us ask you guys real quick, Matt, anything else you like on the board? 
Um, I, I could tell you that if this Tampa Bay and Giants game goes off, I'll probably be laying Tampa Bay no matter what the number is. I think it's at 10. Um, but uh, it just I don't know how at all the Giants will be able to move the ball against against that Tampa Bay defense. Also, Daniel Jones at home against the spread, 1-8. and eight. Against the spread as a home dog, 0-6. Oh, so cool. Daniel Jones is horrible. And um, give me Tampa Bay minus ten. Hopefully, hopefully that's what it opens back up at. That that game is to me the because every I've watched Tom Brady play for twenty years. Obviously, he finds little things to motivate him. I think this week it is about the Giants and how lackluster the Patriots have played against them for years, and how he would like to stick stick it to Bill Belichick's old team. He'll find something there. Uh, I love the the Bucks minus ten. And I kind of also like because the season is on the line. The season is on the line. That's it. The season's on the line for the Patriots this week. I love the Patriots. It's if there's gonna be a week, it's this week. I'm not taking on the show, but I might take it on Sunday. Just saying. Plus four now uh, with Edelman out. So if there's gonna be a week, this is the week. Is Stidham getting the start? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe Hoyer. I don't know. Maybe we call somebody up. I don't know. If Hoyer starts, I will put my, I don't have a mortgage. I will put my entire rent check on the bills. Okay. There you go. Uh, Dan, I'll be honest. I was, I was taking a little, little peeksy there at the, at the, the Patriots plus four. And I think I just have to get over the whole Bill Belichick thing. He's not playing quarterback right now. Uh, Tom Brady was also at quarterback. So, so far, this is not a good experiment for Bill Belichick. Um, one other game I was also looking at just Seattle minus three against San Francisco just uh, to get a big bounce back game, nice. but I'm not going to touch it. Uh, I'm not going to touch it. I think I'm just going to enjoy it. Uh, but that was another thing is, you know, it was only three points. Maybe Seattle, if they can get things going uh, after a rough Sunday night loss, but um, I won't touch that game. Okay. Yeah, we're, that take, we're taking a couple peaks, taking a couple little peaks there at that New England and Seattle, but I don't think we're going to end up taking uh, Listen, peaks are good. Just be careful because the freaks come out at night. Especially on Halloween week. There's there's peaks and valleys. No. Ebbs and flows, my friend. What are we dressing up for, Matt, as, as Halloween? Uh, me and my uh, my lovely girlfriend are going to be dressing up as uh, TJ and Spinelli from the very classic show Recess. Uh, for anybody oh, that was a fan of the oh, back of the day. A, that's adorable. So, I love that. That's so, a good yeah. one. Me, TJ I and like Spinelli. That. I like that one. It's good because I just have to basically look like myself. I'm wearing a backwards hat. And I've got a flannel on right now, and like jeans and a sneaker. So perfect. All right, you gotta bring. Can you bring a kickball or something like that? Oh, I do need a kickball. Crap. Yeah, you need something like that. All right, Chris. Chris, I I hear you're going as yourself. Yeah. So, father of the show, father for Halloween. Uh, We're shaving the beard off, going with just the mustache. Going to find a good, good dad hat, maybe a good trucker hat to wear. Uh, And then, uh, you know, I'll I'll have my my favorite T-shirt. I have it says the coolest pop on it. It's got a picture of a popsicle. I wear it normally. Uh, and I also just have dad energy, I think, anyway. So uh, we'll be sprouting some dad jokes, drinking some cheap beer, and uh, just living my full dad life, enjoying it without actually being a dad. I love it. I Rock, love it. Rocking your New Balances. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get those white and blue New Balances that you see every every dad and grandpa at the gym wearing. Yeah, you can talk about your insurance rates and all that good stuff at the party. It'll be, it'll be really fun. Uh, I'm going as a somebody watching college football. <laughs> <laughs> what i'll be doing um we're all going as ourselves for halloween that's good yeah exactly exactly all right guys that's a good show it's a good show we'll we'll do it again next week 
We'll be at the halfway point, week number nine next week, but it is week eight this week. We'll talk Super Bowl contenders next week, so you can listen to that. Follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card. You can listen to us every Saturday, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m. on sportscountry.net. You can also listen to us if you miss all three of those shows on Sunday at 11 a.m. Bright and early, get your card going for Sunday football. Action should be a ton of fun as well. Gentlemen, stay safe. Stay great. We got Halloween weekend, and then we got election day. But then we'll be back. And I don't know which one's scarier, but either way, it's going to be spooky. So thank you guys for listening.